twowayradios.com, check, check. Bytwowayradios.com. Recorded almost live from Rock Hill, South Carolina. It's the Two Way Radio Show. And welcome to the Two-Way Radio Show. I'm Rick Savoya. I'm Danny Feimster. And I'm Anthony Roquet. And this is the podcast about two-way radios for business and consumer communications. Today we'll discuss a topic that confuses many people shopping for a consumer-grade radio, GMRS licensing. We'll discuss when a license is and isn't required, how to get a license, and if a license is really necessary. We'll also talk about a recent proposal by the FCC to eliminate the GMRS license requirement. We'll also review the Midland LXT-114 and take some of your questions from folks in the forums at twowayradioforum.com. Our show is sponsored by buytwowayradios.com, the source of two-way radios and radio accessories for businesses and consumers since 2002. buytwowayradios.com, your radio specialist. Okay, so I just purchased a couple of radios, and now I find out I might need a license to use it. What's, what's all this stuff about licensing? Okay, licensing is probably one of the most confusing things when it comes to consumer-grade two-way radios. We get questions about licensing constantly. Um, email, chat, forum. Uh, look through the forum. You'll see lots and lots of questions where people have asked about licensing because it's, it's not addressed really well out there. So um, today we're going to talk a lot about GMRS licensing. Now, we're not going to talk about specifically business radio licensing, which is completely different. Today we're going to kind of concentrate on GMRS or consumer-grade radio licensing. But when I say consumer-grade radios, I'm talking about radios that are uh, designated by the FCC as Part 95 or Personal Radio Services Devices. These fall in the category, the same category as GMRS, FRS, MERS, CB radios, and there's several other uh, wireless devices that are in the same category. GMRS radios is the only service in this uh, classification that actually requires a license. And um, currently that's true. A GMRS license is required if you're using a radio that uses GMRS frequencies. Right now, a license is required to use a GMRS radio in the United States of America. The license costs $85. It's good for five years. It covers the license holder and their immediate family members. The uh, license can be purchased online at wireless.fcc.gov slash ULS or by completing and mailing in FCC Form 605. Now, when you're saying that that one license covers yourself and your immediate family members, right? Um, I was under the assumption that it was just one license per each individual. So if you're uh, uh, the head of the household and you have your typical family of four there, they're all covered by that one license. Uh, it's actually even more than your family of four. A, a GMRS license is extremely broad. 
it covers all of your immediate family members and uh, that's actually defined your immediate family is defined as your spouse mm-hmm. all of your children any grandchildren stepchildren your parents your grandparents your step parents brothers sisters aunts uncles nieces nephews and your in-laws wow uh, that's <laughs> you weren't so, kidding. Yeah, hey, I, that sounds that sounds a little more than just immediate. That sounds more like extended family. Too. The word immediate is actually in the the rules, but yeah, I was surprised too when I found that it it covers um, a lot of people. So eighty five dollars, and I get me and my whole family, and that's better than Disney World. That's a lot better. Than, that's a lot better. <laughs> well, it's than nice to for uh, it's nice, especially if you're taking you, you and your family and. You're taking your in-laws and grandparents and everybody else on cruises or a yearly cruise or camping trips or everybody's covered. And you know, or Disney, buy, yeah, buy your fleet of radios and you're you're good to go. See, that's pretty cool. So, really, when you when you look at it, eighty-five dollars isn't really that much for the license if it's covering everybody pretty right. much. You're, in your you're household. talking about less than twenty dollars a year, and. Yeah, and you only have to buy one per family, essentially, not one for everybody that's oh, using the radios. I see. Um, but I think where a lot of the confusion comes in is with, um, you know, no one ever seems to know that they need a license. They may Maybe one day they flip to the back of their manual and, and they see something about a license or they see some small print on the back of the box and... and uh, that's how they find out about the licensing. Or maybe somebody tells them years after they've been using a radio that there, there's some license requirement. And um, people get a little concerned. They hear, I, I need a license. What's this about the license? I don't have a license. I'm using it with, without one. Is that bad? And um, I think that the FCC has sort of um, contributed to a, a lot of this. Manufacturers don't really promote that a license is required. It, it is kind of buried in the back of a manual somewhere. It's not out front and foremost. And I think the reason is the sales will go down if manufacturers started advertising that an $85 license is required. Because then it puts the scare into people thinking that, well, they're going to be standing out in their yard with their their radio and all of a sudden the, the, the black helicopters are circling around the, the house, you know. And right, right. And uh, the FCC seems to have contributed. They don't really enforce this license requirement with GMRS radios. GMRS kind of started out as a system for emergencies for enthusiasts. In, I think, the 1970s is when GMRS first came into being, and the system was there, used by enthusiasts that had professional radio equipment. They were using repeaters to to talk over long distances. And um, about, I don't know, maybe 15, 20 years ago, the FCC came out with this idea of FRS, which is a family radio service. And you see these lo- very low-powered walkie-talkies come into being. And um, what happened is the manufacturers decided they would add GMRS to their FRS radios. That created dual-service radios, and that's what we have today. The 22-channel consumer radio is a, a dual-service GMRS FRS radio. With these radios, people don't expect to have to get a license. The license kind of made sense when it was enthusiasts with really high-powered professional equipment. But when you're, you know, buying a couple of radios for 40, 50 bucks and you're in a two-pack and they're kind of low quality comparatively, 
you don't really expect uh, to have the license. And um, I don't think the FCC really foresaw where radios are today when they came out with the GMRS um, licensing requirement. I think because of that, the FCC now is looking at changing the rules. About um, last June, June 2010, the FCC proposed eliminating the license requirement altogether. They, they made a rather large proposal to change all the Part 95 rules or change some of the Part 95 rules. Probably the biggest change in there was the elimination of the licensing requirement. Um, so maybe uh, at some time in the near future, we'll see the license requirement go, go away altogether. And then we'll say, hey, what took you so long? Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, really, I, I, I don't think that um, there, there should be a need for licensing at this point. I agree. So it's sort of like getting a, um, a driver's license for a pair of roller skates, basically. But what they've got now is there's millions of people using these radios without a license. And um, if they decided to start enforcing this licensing requirement right now, how would they even begin? How do you, how do you get all these people that have bought radios to even become aware that they, they need to have a license? So right now they've got a, sort of a, a weird situation, and the only thing they can do, in my opinion, is, is to eliminate the requirement. Well, it's going to cost them more to try to enforce it than it is to, than to just drop it and let everybody have their license-free radios. So I've already bought a set of radios. I just found out about the license requirement, and I don't want to have to shell another 85 bucks for a license. Uh, what are my options at this point? You do have options at this point. Those radios that you bought are most likely 22-channel dual-service radios. They support both FRS and GMRS. Channels 1 through 14 on your radios are FRS channels. 1 through 7 are shared with GMRS, but 1 through 14 are FRS. As long as you're in low power mode on that radio, you can use channels 1 through 14, and you're technically on FRS, not GMRS, and a license isn't required. If you don't want to have to worry about learning how to change a radio to low power mode, it's usually a setting in the menu or something, but you can go straight to channels 8 through 14, Channels 8 through 14 are FRS only, and your radio will automatically drop to low power mode. I see. So as long as you're on channels 1 through 14 in low power mode, you can use your radio without a license. Cool. So that gives me an option. Definitely so, does. <laughs> Is that what you got to say? <laughs> what else do you want me to say, Rick? <laughs> Anyway, let's, let's summarize the licensing uh, situation. A, a license, just to clarify, a license is required at this time for using GMRS. That license is $85, it's good for five years, and covers a very broad definition of your immediate family. Changes have been proposed by the FCC to eliminate this license requirement, and um, millions of people likely are using these radios without a license and the FCC doesn't seem to care at this time and um, also to avoid needing a license set your radio to channels 1 through 14 in low power mode you know what I think what do you think I think if the IRS was more like the FCC we'd we'd have fewer problems in this world 
Come tax time. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe so. Anyway. <laughs> the radio and TV censorship people might disagree with you. Yeah. We, we've got pages on our website where we talk more about licensing. Uh, we've got several posts on our blog where we've gone in detail about the changes that have been proposed by the FCC to the Part 95 services. We've got an FAQ on GMRS licensing. And uh, I'll direct everyone to our website if they'd like some more information on that. We've also got a link to where you can go on the FCC's website to apply for a GMRS license. And it's pretty simple if you uh, decide you want to do that. Okay, and we'll have uh, links to a number of those resources in the RSS show notes for uh, this episode of the Two-Way Radio Show. Coming up, we have a review of the Midland LXT-114. What did we think of it? Well, stick around, because that's next on the Two-Way Radio Show. Searching for Two-Way Radios? Buy Two-Way Radios has what you need. Buy Two-Way Radios is the source for two-way radios and radio accessories from major name-brand manufacturers for businesses and consumers alike. Buy Two-Way Radios provides more than just great radios at a great price. We are a leading source of expert advice on the products that we sell and can assist in finding the perfect solution for you or your business. We also deliver great service. All of our products are stocked at our local warehouse. This allows us to guarantee processing time and fast shipment of your order. Whether you're searching for two-way radios for general consumer or business use, Buy Two-Way Radios can help you find the best solution for you. Give us a call at 1-800-584-1445 or enter our live chat at buytwowayradios.com weekdays from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern. Buy Two-Way Radios at buytwowayradios.com. Your radio specialists. You're listening to The Two-Way Radio Show. And this week, we have a review of a consumer radio from Midland, the LXT-114. The Midland LXT-114 is one of our, one of our favorite little, uh, quote-unquote, cheap radios. Um, very small and compact. Uses AAA batteries. It's good for short-range communication. I have a lot of folks that come in and buy these for their children to play with and out in the yard i've got some folks that use them if they have a, a workshop in the back and the and the wife needs to get a hold of the husband uh, just a short uh, short range communication to keep her from hollering out at jim <laughs> and all the neighbors hearing range wise you're not going to get much range with this radio um you can probably count on a quarter of a mile at the very very most i wouldn't tell anyone to, to expect more than that of course it does depend on your terrain and, and environment but not a lot of power i think this one may be around a tenth of a watt of power perhaps yeah that's, that sounds about right and it's it's very very low wattage so it'll make it out to the mailbox and back and that's about it well unless of course the mailbox is like a quarter mile away most of the time, it'll probably make it to you. Yeah, I think box. so. I mean, like I said, I, I, I've got, uh, I'm, I can think of a few people that have ordered just for communication from the house to, to a workshop or to a barn or whatever the case may be. The big advantage of this radio, in, in my opinion, is the size. It's a very small radio, very lightweight it radio, is. and the price. What are we looking at? About 
1999, I think, for... So, yeah, it's 1999 for the, the LXT-114s. Now, it is, like I said, that's that's two radios, the belt clips, and, and, and that's it. There is a value pack, the LXT-114VPs. That takes everything you got to get in the regular pack, but you do get the rechargeable batteries. It comes with... Um, they run off of three uh, AAA batteries, and there's a AC connector that plugs into your wall, and they plug directly into the radios to charge those batteries. If you're going to be using these things more than a few times, I really recommend getting the value pack. By the time you pay for a, a couple uh, packs of Duracells, you've spent $10 on batteries. So the, That's right. The rechargeable batteries is uh, a pretty good deal, getting so, that, that value pack. Did you see how much more the value pack was? It's 10 bucks more. It's twenty nine ninety nine for that so he's right you're you know batteries are they're not cheap mm-hmm. so uh and like we said if you do get in that pinch where you're out and about and your rechargeables die on you throw three triple a's in it and you're you're back in business well i mean the radios are a pretty good price for you know no doubt no doubt it's got the three-year warranty um three-year warranty three-year warranty on, those? on, on, on a $20 right. radio yeah. three-year yeah, warranty, three-year warranty. Yes. wow um everything in the midland lineup is a three-year warranty they have the best warranty in the business that's great i mean it's kind of hard to find a a warranty that good on on a on a lower end product you know i'm, yeah, I'm I'm not trying to belittle it. I'm just saying, you know, the one that's a lower cost. Right. And I don't want to oversell this radio either. This is a a very low-end radio. This is at the very bottom of the line, very low power. There aren't any features at all on this radio. There's no privacy codes. Don't expect a lot uh, other than being able to push the button and, and talk up to a quarter mile away. But if that's all you're looking to do, this isn't a bad choice. No so doubt. So this is one of those radios you can give to the kids and say, "Yeah, sure, go go play." Oh, yeah. I've street, got some yeah. people that uh, around Christmas time, I'll get grandparents that'll call and say, um, "I want to ship my little grandkids some radios. They like to play Cops and Robbers, and it's a perfect set. It's uh, you know, nineteen ninety nine or twenty nine ninety nine, whatever one they choose, and um, the kids will get a kick out of them. So, so perfect stocking stuffers." Could be. Yeah. yeah, or if you're uh, sending your kids out to play around your house or just, you know, in the general vicinity of, of your house, it might be easier to call them on the radio than to walk outside and... And, and holler at them like, yeah. like my parents did. Right. Or like <laughs> Anthony said, to give give to a spouse uh, going to a workshop or something like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. No doubt. Well, cool. Cool little radios. Any any downside to the radios? Yeah, I like this just... one better. Other than the lack of features and the lack of power... Um, no, when you're looking at this radio you're, you're, or this price range, you're going to be comparing it with uh, Motorola FV300, um, the MB140Rs, MB140 mm-hmm. from Motorola, and Cobra also has a, a very low end radio as well in this this price range. I like the Midland the best out of those three low end radios. No doubt. Pretty sturdy little radios, or uh, they? How do they hold up? Uh, you know, if I'm going to give them to my kids, I want to make sure they're not going to. Well, of course, if they're twenty dollars radios, uh, they're, they're not bothering. Going to be the most durable busted, radios but. in the world. I mean, they they feel, uh, to be honest, kind of flimsy. Yeah, so, I mean, they're, they they're not going to take too much of a beating. So, um, if, if you're looking for something that's that's going to really hold up, you, you you need to spend a few more dollars. So it kind of depends on on how your kids treat treat stuff. <laughs> yeah, 
how rough they are. <laughs> okay. So, um, I mean, you'll so, be surprised. They put a three-year warranty on it, so it, it uh, you know, can't be too bad. Okay. And uh, we'll have a link in the show notes uh, if you'd like to learn more about the LXT uh, uh, 114. We'll uh, have a link in the show notes uh, to this episode of the Two-Way Radio Show, and you can go check it out for yourself. Uh, well, we have some questions. We have, it's time for our Q&A here. We have some questions from uh, members of our forums. And the first question comes from, uh, comes from Nashvillian. And uh, Nashvillian says... Where are they from? Uh, he doesn't say. I, I would like to say Nashville, but uh, you never know these days. Could be his real name. Could be his real name, yeah. That's true. Or her. I'm, I'll her. keep it uh, PC here. Yeah. <laughs> Good thinking. Uh, anyway, Nashvillian says... He's looking, uh, he or she, uh, is looking for a good headset for wind noise. Uh, he says, I have, uh, I have three Motorola Talkabout T5000 units. Uh, I need a headset I can use for referees during a soccer game. Wind noise is my biggest problem. So I'm thinking I need to go with some kind of boom microphone, maybe with noise canceling to filter out the wind noise and a finger push to talk mic. Uh, cost is an issue, so I'll be buying two or three of them. So I'm trying to find that perfect balance between clarity and affordability. Uh, any help? Well, I would say probably a, a boom mic would be probably the best option. A lot of your boom mics now, especially for the Motorola's, the talkabouts are going to have a, a foam windsock. Mm-hmm. And it does help somewhat. I mean, your wind's a powerful thing. It's It's going to... Uh, it doesn't matter what you you put on that, uh, you know, what kind of microphone you have. It's going to cut through it. Especially when you're breaking it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I would, yeah, I'd stick with a, uh, uh, a boom mic. Um, a throat mic's another option. Um, yeah, if your wind noise is, is very bad, a throat mic will eliminate all of that. But... Um, it's not as comfortable, really. That's right. That's the, the big drawback. And if, if it's a soccer referee, they may be sweating a little bit, running up and down the, the field, and it may have a slide up and down or on the neck and not stay in, in its place. And any recommendations for any specific? Um, Motorola's got a couple of uh, boom microphone options. They've got one that doesn't have an inline push to talk. It's more or less you plug it in and it uh, – into the radio and you use the push to talk that's on the radio itself and that's going to be like a full over the head ear uh, boom mic Mm -hmm. that might be if there's a lot of wind there is that maybe your full piece of headgear instead of yeah it's going to be kind of like what like a phone receptionist wears now they do make motorola does have one it's a uh, model 56 320 and it plugs directly into the radio again it doesn't have an inline push to talk you have to use the push to talk on the the radio itself Mm -hmm. But this is more of a um, an earpiece that attaches to the ear and then has a thin boom mic that comes down with a windsock that's on it, uh, the, the foam windsock. But again, you've got to use the push-to-talk that's on the, on the radio itself. Now, there are other options where there is an actual inline push-to-talk. You're going to pay a little bit more money for those. Uh, XLT Communications has one. Uh, I believe Impact Communications has uh, one available as well. Yeah, I think Impact has a few 
model so those are a little bit pricier yeah you're uh, going to pay a little bit but, more uh, i mean some t5000s i mean that's a 50 dollars set of radios i don't know if some people may not be able to justify spending 50 60 bucks per headset yeah, it just depends on how badly they depends want to on cut how serious down they are about one to cut noise. that one. yeah exactly yeah but uh yeah you know you get what you pay for and and of course if if you want something that's really going to make a difference maybe maybe impact you know a little more money what that might be the way to go or play indoors or play, or play indoors <laughs> yeah there's a, <laughs> and don't break wind that's right <laughs> yeah um okay well um we have one more question here and this one is from uh, visky as in whiskey but visky um Got it. okay and his question is um, it has to do with the Cobra CXR925 radio. He says, do you know what the power output is rated at from the FCC on the 925? They don't have a manual for the 925 on their website, but they do have a 950 manual, which isn't listed on their website. And he wants to know what the power output is rated at from the FCC on that. Uh, according to the FCC, that radio is around three and a half watts of output power it's a, a pretty powerful radio we, we get good feedback on uh, that cobra 925 especially about the battery that is a lithium battery and very very long life very powerful battery it's a cool little radio yeah. it really is it's real thin and it's a little bit taller than a lot of them but it's real real thin radio good sound now there was a there was an ongoing discussion in the forums about a comparison between the midland gxt 1050 vp4 and the cobra the, the 925 and the unit and GMR 2875 2CK I and mean, the Motorola T9650R. You know, the GXT 1050 versus the CXR 925. It really depends on the exact circumstance in which you're using the radio. There, there's pluses and minuses to each one of those radios. The, the Midland GXT 1050, which is the same as the GXT 1000, which we reviewed on a, a previous episode is probably my favorite all-around radio. It's the most powerful consumer radio that we sell, and it has a lot of features. It has most of the features you're going to be looking for on, on one of these radios. The Cobra is also a very powerful radio, but it has a lithium battery, mm-hmm. which gives it a few advantages that you know the Motorola's and the Midlands don't have. The, the battery life is longer, and the radio is lighter. So if, if those things are an issue for you, the Cobra might be a better choice. And another thing is accessory options. There's not as many um, accessories available for the Cobra products, mm-hmm. uh, radios, as there is as the Midlands. And that's a good point. I guess the same could be said uh, if you're comparing the, the unit on the GMR 2875 2CK to the Motorola T9650R. Once again, uh, Motorola has more accessories available to them than the mm-hmm. Uniden. That's and, correct. That's correct. Uniden, mm-hmm. while it's that's a very good radio, you're very limited with Uniden. If you need a headset or something like that, you're um, kind of out of luck. Uniden uses the same connector on their radios that their cordless telephones use. So uh, there aren't a lot of aftermarket companies that make headsets that work with their proprietary connector and, and unit in themselves don't make a whole lot of options 
It's good to know. You know, we should do more of those in the future on, on the show. Maybe take a couple of radios side by side and uh, compare the two radios and, and uh, uh, you know, like a SmackDown. <laughs> which one, which one uh, bests the other? I, I do you know? like that idea. That's probably what a lot of our, our customers are doing themselves on their website while they're trying to, to decide what to buy. So Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we might try that out. Um, let us know what you think about this. And send in your comments and questions for Danny, Anthony, or myself to show at buytwowayradios.com. If you want to know more about today's topic or about two-way radios in general, check out our forum discussions at twowayradioforum.com. Before we go, uh, anything else uh, we want to add in closing? I don't think so. Nope, that's it today. That's it, okay. Well, today's show is sponsored by buytwowayradios.com. Whether you're searching for two-way radios for general consumer or business use, Buy Two-Way Radios can help you find the best solution for your needs. Give us a call at 1-800-584-1445 or enter our live chat at buytwowayradios.com weekdays from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern. As always, thanks for listening, and until next time, for the Two-Way Radio Show, I'm Rick Savoya. I'm Danny Feemster. And I'm Anthony Roquet. And we're out.